welcome to your creativity. This week, we're up in the middle of the mountains. This is like heaven up here. Right, Dylan? I think so. Heaven is just right above us, it feels like. You're above the clouds. There we go. So, yeah. Yeah. This is like Jack and the Beanstalk. You're, you've actually climbed the Beanstalk. You're up now uh, with the Giants. Congratulations. You made it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for Google Maps because like, I don't <laughs> right. even have to think. I'm just like, turn left, turn right, turn left. At least one of you can uh, read Google Maps. I don't know what happened to the other one. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. No, I don't read it. I just listen to it. <laughs> yeah. So I turned it on Bluetooth, and it could tell me to ride. You know, I may be going down. I, I might miss a road or two. Sure. Yeah. We'll see how it works. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited. Today we're with John Watkins. Yeah. I've known John about six, about six years. Yeah, I would say even longer than that. I bet Maybe seven. seven or eight by this time. But um, yeah, because uh, we met when I was uh, doing uh, Mornings on the Eagle with uh, Key Stubbs, who own Wise Guys Comedy Club. And we just kind of worked off and on together ever since. Yeah. The, the way I got in there is I uh, harassed Richie to make me an intern. Okay. So I would go up on Fridays when the celebrity comedians were up there to, to watch and see them. And then I somehow ended up over at the Eagle studio at one point. And is that it, how it, it went about? I didn't yeah. realize that. Okay. Yeah. Me so Dylan, people. Dylan was just walking around and you're <laughs> yeah. like, Hey you intern, I need like 20 copies. Right. Go get me this. I think we need better security is what I'm hearing from this. Yeah, they <laughs> me in all the time. I met all sorts of people. <laughs> uh, okay. So that's how it happened then. Yeah. Because um, we would have the comedians on, on our show every week we were doing like the Stubbs cast and we were doing something for Sirius XM at the time as well. So That's we had, right, yeah. we had uh, some big name comedians coming in and then you would, uh, you, I don't know. You were just always there. I just assumed you were employed. <laughs> nope. I never got a no, time. He was really employed. I just should ask for. without any kind of like reimbursement. No. I should ask to see people's papers. I think. Like, I never got a dime from Simmons and never gotten a dime from Broadway, but I haven't really done anything for Broadway. Yeah. It was hard to fire Dylan because he really, <laughs> there was like no paperwork. No. HR had problems even finding his desk. He's like George Costanza when he was, <laughs> it was like his best job when he never even worked there. <laughs> like, That's what makes this so difficult. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're going to have to let you go. I'm on, on, unofficially on everybody's payroll and they don't pay me. Yeah. That, that's how it works. That's, I had no clue. <laughs> that's funny. I think I want that. That could be a good gig. There's less stress that way. In some ways, some of the best jobs, you know, are like the, the volunteer jobs or the, the, the low paying jobs that you kind of have at the beginning where you don't have the pressure of uh, success on top of you. They do when we were talking off about like uh, just running a business, like all of a sudden when you have more and more responsibility, man, you get paid better. But uh, no, you don't. No, you no, don't. There's no, way. <laughs> no, I'm still waiting for that ship to still sell. waiting for that moment. We'll see when that comes in. Yeah. Okay. So you guys have known each other six to eight years yeah. or whatever. But even in that time, have you seen a drastic change in radio? Oh, yeah. Or, like, or communication or how people are getting their radio. Or Look what we're doing right now. I mean, we're sitting here doing a radio show in my living room, which you couldn't really even do at that point in time. Nor were no. people really listening to it. I mean, well, uh, we, nobody listens to us. Okay. But, but <laughs> I mean, some podcast, I'm sure they do. Yeah, everyone's. Well, I'll tell you, um, my podcast just hit 20,000 downloads for the Wow. month so uh we, we were celebrating that today and um 
we, we hit our goal. So. Breaking Nashville? No, not that oh. one. I, I, so I've done a few over the years. Um, this is actually from my morning show on okay. the radio station here in Salt Lake called Mix 105.1. Uh, but we hit 20, we actually take our morning show, we edit it down to sound like a podcast. So we take out all the, you know, the radio stuff, like, uh, your time checks, your, your weather reports. I 15 had an accident today. All of that. You cut all that out. And then, so it sounds more like just what we're doing now in long form. It's about an hour long. And, um, we made a goal a year ago just to start hitting it hard. And each month you see a few more downloads, a few more downloads, and then, Boom! All of a sudden, it blew up in the last month, and thank goodness, it makes you feel good when that happens. <laughs> Bigger than any of the other podcasts I've been able to create. Yeah, my first podcast uh, in radio was four years ago. This was still when podcasting was new, and, and this, like we were talking about, radio was kind of going like, "Hey, we think people are going to go the way of podcasts. Maybe we should start with it." But no one was really willing to take the time or the effort to do it. And, um, I was program director of this country station and I thought to myself, well, I have all these new artists coming in all the time. Like uh, once a week, sometimes twice a week, they were coming in and playing new music and I was getting to know them. I thought, well, instead of me just talking to them at lunch, why don't we sit down with a microphone and we'll just talk about their career and how they got to where they are right now, which is never really that far. Right. I mean, these were new artists, but I was always fascinated with how someone went from high school to Nashville to all of a sudden getting signed by a record company to where they're on a radio tour. Like the industry is to me so fascinating how that works. You won the lottery time and time again. And even when you get that far, that doesn't even mean you're going to make it. I mean, think about it. You've already made it too far where hardly no one even gets to where you've signed to a record label and there's still pretty much a chance you're not going to go any farther than that. So I, I really... Uh, it was this uh, beginning of a podcast, and what do you see the difference? Why did some people make it, and why some people yeah. didn't? I have no clue. That's a great question. I I think that all the time because I think if you're good enough to get signed by a label, you're good enough to be famous. Uh, which it always kind of was like, how did this person make it and this person didn't? And the only thing I can think of, the right song at the right time, the right look at the right time. And some people you can see them, and even though they had great music, you're like, ooh, that look just isn't popular right now. And I, that sounds shallow, but it's the sad truth of the entertainment business, isn't it? Like, and some people, you know, we went through this phase of your bro country where, um, bro country is like uh, Florida, Georgia line style. And yeah. I, I think what happened was when every, every record label wanted a bro country act and all these program directors wanted bro country. And then they'd bring in some guy who was actually really country. There was this guy named Mo Pitney who was really country who didn't really make it. I think it was because he was too country for country stations because that's not what they were looking for anymore, which is crazy, but he didn't fit the right quote look for radio. So, um, that was my first podcast and it was going well. We were getting some big downloads there at the end there, Dylan, on the website you made, um, you know, in uh, Nashville was starting to watch it and then they took me off the country station. They took, <laughs> took away my power. <laughs> Move me over to top forty. I couldn't get the country artists on anymore. <laughs> but you're you're still kind of in over at the Eagle. Well, I, yeah. Well, so I took two years off when I went over to top forty, and I just took back over um, as program director over there. And now there's a bunch of people doing my old show. In fact, there's this guy named Bobby Bones who is a huge radio guy. He has a syndicated radio show. He's actually on Dancing with the Stars right now. Um, he's doing really well for himself in country music. And he's just started a, a podcast, which is he's just doing what 
I used to do. In no way am I saying he No, he totally copied it. Yeah, yeah, if only. He totally did. <laughs> he just, he has what, it, it's like um, he has the right look at the right time, and I just missed that time. And now podcasts are big, so it is what it is. Bobby's stupid But he's not bones. using, yeah. he's not using the Watkins show. He's got his own name on it. Yeah, he's got a better, a bigger name. Yeah, he's got the Bobby <laughs> Bones bump. <laughs> So let's go back to you growing up. You drew, grew up in uh, Long Beach, yeah. California. I grew up in Long Beach, California, and um, Southern California. So, yeah, was it tough leaving when you had to? No. It- so uh, you know, I was um, I was a film major in college and at Cal State Long Beach. And uh, one of the things about Cal State Long Beach is that they make you have an internship every semester of the film program. And so I was like a script reader. I was a productions assistant. I kind of, you know, I ran the gambit just trying to get my uh, foot in the door. And my girlfriend in college, who was my high school girlfriend and now my wife, uh, she was like, hey, this radio station keeps talking about how they need a morning intern. Like, you should just do it. Like, I was doing improv. I was doing improv at the Second City. I was into comedy. I was like, all right, I'll reach out to them. And I did. And they needed someone. So they let me come hang out for free. And... I was watching these hosts, and this was uh, know, almost 20 years ago. They, uh, they made a lot of money, and they didn't work a lot. And I was like, I want their ding, job. Ding, ding. Yeah, <laughs> what a great idea. Now, later on, I'll learn L.A. pays a lot of money. That doesn't mean everywhere in radio pays a lot of money. <laughs> and radio was about to change in a big way right as I was getting in, and it was almost falling apart from the the golden era money wise of what uh, they were billing and what talent was making as I kind of took stepped into radio. But um, after a while being an intern, they started having me on air and I started doing some comedy writing for them and doing voices and characters where they offered me a position as a producer. And I produced that morning show for a while in LA. It was on a station called KZLA, which is no longer there. And then um, I wanted, I wanted to be on air. I, I didn't want to be a producer. I wanted actually to be a co-host and then sooner or later a host of a show. And I asked like the vice president of the company, I'm like, how do you do that? Like, how do I get to that chair? And she's like, well, you have two ways. One, you can sit here in LA for the next 20 years and hope that <laughs> someone kills over. <laughs> yeah. She's like, or you go to a small market and you move your way back. I was like, all right. So I moved to a small market, Wichita, Kansas. To move my way back. How small was that market? Uh, market 96. So LA's market 2. Uh, Salt Lake City's 29. And Wichita was 96. So I moved to Wichita, Kansas to be a co-host and a producer of this morning show. And I wasn't nervous at all because I knew it's what I wanted to do. I was really excited about it. And like I was going to be able to do a morning radio show every day. And so I... I you would think I was like, a, I would be tepid or be like, oh no, I'm moving to Wichita, the middle of the United States. But I didn't care. I was just excited to be on the radio. And so I moved out there and it was like the best job. Uh, I ended up proposing to my college girlfriend, my wife. Uh, she moved out with me. We were single, you know, together, but like no kids yet. Um, Did she ever think you were crazy for following the stream? No, you know. She has been so supportive of it. She was the one who got me into radio. Got to remember that it's her fault, and she could see that it was I was so passionate about. It. And I don't think my wife has passion for a lot of things, but I don't think her career was one of the things she's ever really had passion in. 
but I think so. I, she kind of just jumped on board and was like, let's go. So she actually went out to Wichita and finished college there. She's a shocker. And, um, <laughs> this station KFDI wasn't just like a radio. It was a huge radio station in the terms of the ratings. It had a 14 share, which is unheard of in radio. Like it was this big country radio station. And within a few months, we were like rock stars in this town. So now we're 24 years old superstars in this small town, just going around every day. We live next door to a Hooters. And so my wife and I would have beer. Right. Thank you. Yes. We would drink beers. At, I, I would do the show. And then uh, I would do some work afterwards and go sit at Hooters and wait for my wife to come home to Hooters and where we would uh, have a few beers and then we'd just walk back to the apartment. And like, that was our life for two years and it was great. And, um, they called me in one day and they said, Hey, uh, things are going well. We're billing well. We just want to know like where you are. Like, do you feel like you're more loyal to the station or more loyal to the morning host? And I said, I'm more loyal to the morning host. And I said, well, if that's the case, we're going to have to let you go. We just fired the morning host. And I was like, <laughs> I'd like to re-answer that question. <laughs> I'm taking that back. You said that out of order. Yeah. <laughs> and it was terrible. I was shocked. Like we, um, I didn't expect, like we were number one, like a couple days ago we had sold out the arena football game and I actually played a few downs on the arena football team as like this radio promotion. And like, so I'm like, what do you mean you're, you're firing us? And they had some issues with the host and they decided that they, they kind of were like, well, if he's like with us then we'll, we'll find him a job. And if not, we'll just let him go. And so they, uh, they sent me packing that, that day and I, I'd never been fired before. Right. And and I was in Jen, Jen, my wife just got like her first job out of college. And so I sat in the parking lot of where she was working all day, waiting for her to get off work. Cause I was, I don't, I didn't know what to do or where, where to go. Like, what do you do after you get fired? Hooters wasn't Hooters good that didn't day. Hooters didn't sound as good <laughs> that, that day. That wasn't a good day for no. them. No. And plus, you know, and I assume it's like this for all jobs. I only, I haven't had many jobs outside of radio. So it's your pride and your ego too, right? Like your whole profession is being being a performer and then it's being canceled it's like having your sitcom canceled or what like so like my ego was destroyed i was angry i was depressed and i was freaking out because i was newly married and i didn't know how i was going to provide for my family and so i remember when she came out she knew right away she could just see it on my face that something bad had happened and um it was we were such a big show it was the front page news the next day in wichita kansas which, I mean, so it was terrible because not only did I lose my job, but now when I went out, people were asking, like, why aren't you on the radio or what happened? And I was like, I don't know. And, like, my pride was too much at the time um, to, like, go get a job because I was like, no way. I was, I was the man. I was on this big show. And we had no money. We were poor. Like, we, I barely was making money anyways. We might have been a big show. We weren't making any money. And I, um, I sat at home a lot. And while Jen worked and, and I just was like online trying to find that job, that next job. And it just so happened. Like we were, um, we were like, okay, you know what? On Friday we'll move back home to California and we'll move in with my wife's parents. Like we'll just kind of regroup and we'll figure out life from there. And that Thursday I got a call from Salt Lake city saying, Hey, we're doing a new show. We have this oldie station called KODJ. Uh, we just got rid of the morning show. They've been around forever. 
and we want to bring eighties music into like the oldies format. And we need like a young voice and we want to team you up with like this older veteran and, and we think it can work. And, um, if, whenever you can get out here, we'll start paying you. I was like, all right, I'll leave tomorrow. And they're like, no, you don't have to like it. No, you can take your time. Like, no, 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 I'll leave tomorrow. Like, I need something. We, we need money. <laughs> so the next day I got up and not even like I packed a bag and I was like to Jen, like, I'll send you the address, start packing. And I drove out to Salt Lake City. Yeah. And, uh, and I started over at KODJ and it was terrible from day one. I got there and I knew it wasn't going to work and it wasn't the company but the, the person they put me with, this co-host, I, could, I just knew we were not going to gel. And he, he wasn't nice. And I did not like the situation I was in. And I wanted to quit. And I remember like... My, Stop packing. No, so like my wife came out here like a month later. Pack a little I, slower. Yeah. No, and I was like still trying to talk myself up. Like, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. And like... She was like driving up in the U-Haul, her and her sisters, and we're unpacking. And I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to tell my wife that I want to quit the job that we just moved out to Salt Lake <laughs> City for? Like, she's going to kill me. And so I kept it for two more months. And she knew I was not happy. Like, you could, she could tell that I did not want to do this. And one day I was like, I just, I can't. I'm like, I can't. I will find another job. I won't be like how it was in Wichita. Like, no one knows who I am here. The show has not been successful. <laughs> like, I will find a job. She's like, if that's what you need to do. And she's like, but I'm not moving again. <laughs> <laughs> We're stuck here. <laughs> yeah. And so I quit the next day and I became a substitute teacher, a sales guy for John Robert Powers, the old acting school. Um, I did for Sundance for extra cash. I would go around and hand out flyers like for movies that were premiering that day. Um, I did really anything I could just to make sure I had a paycheck to show my wife that I wasn't <laughs> going to just sit <laughs> sitting at home, at home again. Yeah. And it was like four months later of me like emailing every program director in this market saying, oh, should mention right after they fired me, I won a CMA for best morning show personality in the US. <laughs> so like I, I didn't understand. I'm like, I just won the CMA and like no one will hire me. And this station, the Eagle... The program director called and was like, look, I don't really have anything big, but if you want to come be a board op like overnight, it's like you can. I was like, well, I guess I'll be starting back where I was as an intern. And so I did. I went back and I, I, I was board op and overnights. And after a while, they started, they knew I did morning radio and I had my CMA and I had producer experience. So whenever uh, different people on the day parts were gone, I would just fill in. And they decided to actually make a morning show change and they got rid of um, the co-host that was on KZLA and they added me to the show with Key Stubbs. And we did mornings together for three or four years, I think. And then, I don't know, kind of kept going from there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, these stations, when they fire, you know, some of it, sometimes it's just money. Sometimes it's just out of the blue. It's always out of the blue. Nine times out of ten, you never know. That's the thing that sucks about radio. Maybe it's every... I don't know. Maybe it's every career. But, yeah, I mean, radio is like one of those things where... I, I just wonder their thought process, you know, because you've got these audiences that have been with these guys for years. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I just... I know. And I've been on the other side of it, too. And I don't have the answer. Where do you see the future of radio going? That's a good question. Um, 
you know, iHeartRadio, which is a, a big company here that owns a lot of radio stations, like across um, coast to coast, they um, they call this actually the golden era for spoken word. And they think podcasts are actually bringing back interest in radio and they're investing in talent. They see the future of radio in the talent, which I think that got lost for a while. And uh, Cumulus, which is another big group, is kind of doing the same thing. So I was really worried. If you would have asked me that last year, I would have said, I don't know if radio is going to be around in five years. Like, that's really how I felt last year. And I was starting to think like, ah, well, what am I going to do next? Like, what's going to be the next career outside of this? But I think radio has made an interesting turn and revenue's coming back and people are realizing that they're not making as much money on um, advertising using social media because I think that advertisement has become white noise. There's so much of it on your scroll these days and you don't yeah. know what to believe and there's fake news and listening though to a no come on there's there's no fake news but then like listening to um your favorite radio dj who you've been listening to for years tell you like hey you need to go to hatch chocolate for valentine's day because that's where i go people buy into that more they have the connection there so i think i think radio is actually going to come out of this okay not every job but i think radio will still be around it's weathered a lot whether TV, whether it's satellite, it's going to, you know. What I've noticed, and okay, tell me how dumb I am. Yep. But so when I do listen to the radio now, a lot of it does seem like national DJs, mm-hmm. and they're just some DJ in LA or New York yeah. or wherever the hell they are. And they're just, and that's where this show's based out. Yep. Do you see that becoming more the norm? Yes. Or do you think that it will come back to local? No, I don't think. I think the cost structure doesn't work anymore for us to have local like I do, I do a local morning show here but I think um if you look at it it's cheaper to again find good personalities good talent that can just be used in many markets and I think for the most part I think listeners don't care I I, I really do believe that good radio is good radio and be it local or be it someone in LA if it's entertaining and engaging people are going to listen to it it's like um Joe Rogan he doesn't live here, but a lot of people are sure listening to his podcast each and every day. So I think you're going to see more syndicated shows, but at least radio will survive. I don't know if my job will survive. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. there's good and there's bad with that. Oh, yeah, completely. Yeah, you're right. And the good probably, I mean, the, also, who knows what tomorrow brings? Yep. It, they could be ho- like hologram, yeah. like podcast. So that's how the podcasts are going to go. Yeah, you're right about that. Um, I think podcast is the wild west right now. I think that uh, if you want to see a place that I don't know if podcast knows where their direction is, I think everyone first starts to, it's like a step thing, right? They all do their own podcast. Then if the podcast hits, what they want to do is they want to own a podcast network and then they have this podcast network. And I just wonder, there's a lot of that right now. Well, how many of them are going to succeed long term? I don't know. They can't all just like not every radio station can succeed long term. So the Utah Podcast Network will survive. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> We're like the cockroaches that don't yeah. die in nuclear war. I think there's a place for it. I think what's cool about podcasts is that it's all um it's niche. And you can listen about anything, which is cool. So Yeah. I'm 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 not a cook or anything, but I listened to this uh, podcast, the David Chang show. Mm-hmm. And he w- he did that um Ugly Delicious show on Netflix. Yeah. 
And it, his podcast is just fascinating. There's just some people, no matter what they're talking about, I can sit there yeah. and listen to him. Like, I'm not a sports guy, but when Keith was doing the sports, yep. I sat and listened to the whole show. Exactly. And I, you know, some people are just awesome and... They're good storytellers. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of storytellers, mm -hmm. I mean, you've interviewed dozens, hundreds, thousands of Probably. people. Yeah. What common thing do you think that we all have in common? Or what, what unique trait have you learned do we all want? I think that you'll find that everyone, you know, it's, it's kind of cliche to say like celebrities are just like us. But when you actually take away the fact of their fame, they're just trying to hold on to a job as much as we are. You know, I think we're all just trying to survive and enjoy life for what it is. I always say celebrities just gonna have better vacations. That's what it comes <laughs> down to. But I mean, the more you get to know them, the more they are just, they're people who go in and do a job and they're, they're hoping that that job hits. You know how many artists, even big artists, when they put out a single are like, well, I hope this one's in it. Cause you never know which single is gonna be your last single. Just maybe don't sneak it onto like iTunes accounts. Yeah, like yeah. without asking people. <laughs> right. Yeah. See what that you did. You too. One bad decision, and everyone can turn on you so fast. So yeah, I think so. What advice do you have for people just beginning? Just beginning in podcast or or radio or radio. Um, I I think the important thing is to be like Dylan or me and start as interns and work your way up and get to know the industry and I think the more people you can talk to the better um, I think you need to be able to tell a story communicate well and if that make maybe that starts off as reading out loud you know a lot of times you're handed things to read in both podcast form or radio form with you have client copy or whatever and you better be able to read it and if you can't read it, then you need to go back to the base. You got to walk before you can run, right? Like, so I would say just start there. And, and then if you're going to do a show, find your niche and make sure it's engaging, whatever it is. Because there's, there's a lot of competition. Think about it. Yeah. You've uh, been an actor. Yeah. And you still do stuff, stuff occasionally. I like see commercials and stuff. Yeah. RC Willie commercial. Yeah. <laughs> How was that? Good. You know, um, <laughs> it's something I've just kind of always done back even as a child. And that's why I kind of, I think I wanted to be a director when I was in college. Um, I think it just feeds part of my soul, like to, to do something outside of radio and to be an actor. And uh, you know, it's, I know now where my goals are. They're a lot different than say where they were when I was uh, 17 or 18 as an actor, uh, you know, um, but I still have fun being on set and playing a character from time to time. And I wish the one problem with like morning radio is that you're up so early, which means you're in bed so early, which means you can't do like plays. You can't rehearse because rehearsals go till 11 or 12 at night. And like, there's no way I'm up at four. So, you know, that's kind of a bummer because I think I would do more acting, but look, I'm not complaining. <laughs> uh, of all the stuff you've acted in, do you have a favorite? Um, yeah, in a way I, um, I did something here for a commercial and I don't remember the product, but we were zombies and they actually hired the head makeup guy for walking dead to come do our zombie makeup. And I spent three hours in the makeup chair. And I always wonder what that was like to spend. Like, you know, when you hear like actors go like, Oh, I spent uh, eight hours in the makeup chair. I'm like, how does that happen? 
it happens. And <laughs> <laughs> what an incredible process to watch them put it on. And then we, so we filmed all day wearing like this cool zombie makeup. And I asked if they would let me keep it on and not take it off. And they're like, you can, like they just told me how to take it off when I got home. So I drove home as a zombie that day. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> And then I locked myself out. I don't know what happened, but I couldn't get in my house. (laughs) So I'm locked out of my house dressed as a zombie, Uh. (laughs) like trying to break into my home. And I'm like, someone's going to shoot me. (laughs) Yeah, it was cool, though. So nobody shot you. No one shot me. I'm okay. I'm okay. I wish I, if I find that photo, I'll send it to you. (laughs) You can add it to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Put it on the blog. So, yeah. Um, let me just check my list of questions because uh-huh. I'm that much of a geek. That's fine. Um, I guess we do our bonus questions. Go for it. Do it. Who's your favorite Muppet and why? Oh, that's a great question. That is the question to ask today. Um, I have liked Animal since I was a kid. Um, I don't know why other than when I was, in ki- I was a kid and I was probably... Five years old, I did a an acting group. It was called like My Art or something. And they cast me as, oh, Jim Henson had just died. And so we were doing like a tribute show and they cast me as Animal. And so ever since then, I've been an Animal <laughs> fan. <laughs> I think that's one Do of Do you our... play the drums? No, I don't play any instruments. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, technically, does Animal really? I mean, he kind of does. He just uh, away at it. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably one of our most common answers. Animal? Yeah. No kidding. That and the the band, different members of the band or the whole band. Oh, okay. Is a pretty common answer. Yeah. Huh. I like Beaker. Beaker. Uh huh. Gonzo. Gonzo. No one wants to be Fonzie. Poor Fonzie. Well, <laughs> just a washed up comedian. <laughs> uh, if you were to have a movie made of your life, mm-hmm. who would play you? Uh, hopefully someone with. Uh, hair. I would. Uh, I would take artistic <laughs> liberty and say uh, I've, I've been bald since twenty. So by all means, <laughs> grow it out. <laughs> uh, I've been told that I, I look like a um, uh, a Joseph Gordon Levitt, uh, an older Joseph Gordon Levitt, <laughs> a more disheveled one. So <laughs> maybe we can have him play that role. <laughs> but I like your sarcasm. You like that? So Ryan Reynolds. Oh my God! Yeah, let's put Ryan Reynolds. I choose Ryan Reynolds because I mean. <laughs> You're pretty sarcastic. Very sarcastic, yeah. <laughs> that would be a win. Deadpool 3, John Watkins. Radio guy. <laughs> <laughs> now he's pissed. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> he's coming at you in his zombie outfit. Right. Uh, he was locked outside. We're looking at you, Wichita. <laughs> he's coming back. <laughs> CMA my ass. That's right. Like, seriously. A lot of good that did. They probably kept the trophy. Did they keep your trophy? No, I'll show it to you. It's here in the house. It's out in the other room. Okay, that's We'll go great. walk by for a show and tell. Yeah. Nice. John, thank you. Oh, yeah. thanks, guys. What are, what, any, where can we find you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, if you don't mind, follow me on Instagram or on Twitter or on Facebook. It's all the same. John Watkins Host, J-O-N Watkins Host. Uh, and then my podcast is on Spreaker, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and it's called The John and Justin Show. And you, Oh, it's also on iHeartRadio, so you can find it there, too. Thanks, guys. Great. Woop, 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 woop. The podcast is done, man. Ah.